Hey everybody and welcome to episode 100 of How I Built It. In today's episode, I don't have a guest. This is a little bit new to me. Uh, This is just going to be me talking to you about how I built this podcast. Over the last two and a half years, I've gotten a lot of questions about how I put together the show, how I built the website, how I built my audience. And so I'm going to run through the questions I normally ask, but it's just going to be me answering them. So I hope you like it. Uh, It's a little bit of a introspective or retrospective maybe for the 100th episode. And I'm really excited to talk about this uh, with you, the people who have made this show possible. So thank you so much for that. Uh, Before we get started, I do want to tell you that this show is sponsored by Pantheon, our season-long sponsor, and I will mention them again later in the show. I also want to tell you that I've launched a brand new course called Build Your Podcast Website in Three Days. So I'm going to be talking a little bit about how I built how I built it, but this course gets into the technical nitty-gritty. We talk about signing up for hosting and buying a domain installing a platform for you to host your podcast, setting up Castos for audio, and then submitting your show to the likes of iTunes and Spotify. I'm really excited about the course and you can get a special offer for the next seven days from the time this is released. Uh, So that's about uh, early November and uh, you'll get a special offer if you go to howibuilt.it slash course. So definitely check that out. Uh, And I'll tell you again about Pantheon later in the show. So without further ado, let me tell you about how I built, how I built it. So most of you know who I am and what I do, so we can actually skip that question. Uh, I am a front-end web developer. I'm an educator, but uh, the podcast is what we're talking about today. And I came up with the idea for this show in maybe the middle, late middle of 2016. I had just gone on my honeymoon. We were in Italy. Most of the websites had a .it uh, domain. And so I thought that howibuilt.it would be a cool domain name, but I didn't really have an idea attached to it. Uh, Fast forward to when I got home from my honeymoon, I realized that I wanted to revamp my online courses or the way I was doing education. Uh, I was teaching at the University of Scranton, but I had just moved away from Scranton. I wanted to keep teaching, and I thought maybe webinars would be a good way, in-person classes might be a good way, but neither of those really worked out. And so ultimately, I had to do online courses. So I was having conversations with a lot of people on what I could do to position myself properly Uh, while also not competing with friends who were in the same space. And the conversations that I was having were so valuable that I thought, man, other people should be hearing this. Other people should be uh, privy to the information that my friends and others are freely giving me. Uh, So I decided uh, to buy the domain howibuilt.it and start the podcast with that in mind. I bought the podcast domain through GoDaddy because I am a U.S. citizen, so I could not just full out buy a .it domain, and they have a brokerage program. So 
that's how I got the domain. And then I decided to start the show that way. So that's how I came up with the idea. Uh, as far as research goes, I'm not great at researching. I've probably said this a lot throughout the years. But I did want to make sure I did this right. First of all, I wanted to make sure that there was not another show out there already doing this. And at the time, there wasn't. Uh, about three months later, there would be. And I'm just considering that uh, validation of my own idea. But I did look in iTunes to see what kind of podcasts were covering this sort of topic. Uh, and I was going to really stick in the WordPress space. So I limited my search a little bit to maybe business and technology, business technology and WordPress. And there wasn't something out there. So I thought, okay, this is good. I'm not going to have the exact same show as somebody else. Uh, and then I researched how I would put this together. So naturally, I would use WordPress because I've been using WordPress forever. Uh, I have a custom theme that I built called Parsec, and I figured I could just modify that to do the podcast things that I wanted to do. But it was my friend Jackie D'Elia, uh, who is a graphic and web designer, a Genesis developer, and she has a podcast called Rethink.fm. She was on season one of the show. And she asked me, we were in a mastermind together, and she asked me, where are you hosting your audio? And I was like, oh, I was just, just going to host it in WordPress, like upload the audio files. And she goes, you probably shouldn't do that. I'm going to host mine with Libsyn. You should look at separate audio hosts for a few reasons. So I dove into researching that, and I thought, how many people are actually using a separate audio host? It turns out most of the podcasts I listened to used Libsyn. For a bunch of reasons, right? If you're using a separate audio host, iTunes, I learned, pulls the audio from that host. They don't like download your show and serve it up through their servers. So you want a good rock solid host for your MP3s. These other services, Libsyn, Castos, and, and whatever else is out there, also provide analytics. So you get download numbers and where your show is being downloaded from geographically and what app and you get other information about analytics for your show and that turned out to be really important and here's why when I first started the show I thought I would just use this to cross promote my online courses so I wasn't going to accept sponsors but then somebody wanted to sponsor the show and I thought well I'm not going to turn away money but I'm going to change the scope a little bit and now this show is going to be sponsored so I got lucky in that regard, but I'm glad that I did that initial research because if I had just uploaded the MP3s to the WordPress directory, it would have been a burden on my host, which the original host I was using, the show was already burdensome. And I wouldn't have the statistics for my pitch deck, which is now evolved, to send to sponsors. So I wouldn't know how many people were downloading the show except for maybe my Google Analytics. So. I'm glad I did that research. I'm glad Jackie said something about that. Uh, I also researched the gear. So I had this Samson Meteor. I think it's Samson Meteor, Mike. And it was fine, but I used this opportunity to get a Blue Yeti and a boom arm for the Blue Yeti so that it wasn't in my way. And I looked at what software I should use. I was using a Mac full time at that point, so I would just use... GarageBand? Do I need 
a pop filter and and I so I built out a version 1.0 of my podcast setup which was a blue yeti a boom arm and a pop filter and that was really the extent of it right I knew how to put a wordpress site together I found a good plugin a popular plugin called powerpress I think Matt Medeiros from the Matt report told me about that one and I was able to use Libsyn with PowerPress, even though they have their own service called Blueberry. And so I put the site together. Over time, I did more research to figure out, you know, what do sponsors want to know? What do I need to know about my audience? How do I engage my audience? Do I need better equipment? Uh, and that was maybe the first really big upgrade I made to my podcast setup was my equipment. Uh, over last year, I bought a new XLR microphone, the Rode Procaster. I have the same boom arm. I have a different pop filter that fits the Rode Procaster. And then I have uh, an ART voice channel, which is how I can make sure that no outside noise is getting into my microphone. Among other things, I can make my voice sound like warmer or lower, like more muddy is, is the audio term. And uh, so I can tweak it to make it sound just right. If I have a lot of S sounds, a lot of sibilance, I can use a de-esser to make that less grating on your ears. And so I did later research like that. Uh, and then the last big bit of research I did in evolving my show was over this past summer at Podcast Movement. I talked to a lot of people in the space specifically about how to get sponsors and how I can improve my show and the automations. And so I'll talk about all that kind of in the next segment of the show. But uh, I did, I continue to do research for how to improve this show. It's a living, breathing thing at this point. And so I'm not just going to launch it and put it out into the world and say, here you are, here's my podcast. I'm going to think about ways to continually improve it. And that was one of the big things that I researched. Uh, and I guess, finally, uh, the last thing that I, I kind of want to point out is I added transcripts in part to some of the other research I was doing, like how important are transcripts. And so that was also kind of a result of the research that I was doing. So that's the lion's share of the research that I have right there. Uh, it was mostly like, how is it going to host the audio? How should I build my website? What equipment should I use? Another one was, should I do it live or pre-recorded? And pre-recorded is definitely the way to go. I've edited out a couple of mess ups, so I'm really glad I'm not doing that live. And so that's where most of my research came in. As far as the title question, how did I build it? Uh, well, we'll get to that. But first, I want to tell you about this episode's sponsor and the sponsor for my entire season, and that's Pantheon. Today's episode is brought to you by Pantheon. WordPress 5.0 and the new editor, Gutenberg, are coming, like later in November. Are you prepared? Do you want to learn about the changes in advance? Well, Pantheon has gathered resources to help you prepare, including webinars and tutorials. The first webinar in that series is actually by me. So uh, it's a lot of, aside from my webinar, a lot of really great content. And Pantheon has made it easy and free to try Gutenberg with your site before the official launch. If you want to learn more, head over to pantheon.io Gutenberg. 
That's pantheon.io slash Gutenberg and let them know that I sent you. And now back to the show. So how did I build how I built it? Well, there's a couple of things here that I actually want to mention, right? There's the the site, putting the show together, scheduling the guests. And so uh, let's start with maybe the more technical stack, right? I signed up for a Libsyn account. I built the podcast website on top of WordPress. I used the plugin PowerPress to add some extra functionality for podcasting and to make sure that the feed that I submitted to iTunes and other directories was properly formatted. That's something that I think doesn't get enough credit as far as these podcast plugins for WordPress go. Uh, Customizing WordPress feeds is a difficult thing and a good podcast plugin will make sure that the feed for your podcast is properly formatted before you submit it because especially iTunes is very particular about how your feed is formatted. I didn't have to write a single line of code to make that happen. PowerPress handled it automatically. The theme that I was using at the time was Parsec, which was my own personal theme uh, that I wrote for uh, my book, uh, Responsive Design with WordPress. I uh, made a child theme for it that was basically specific to podcasting where I would put the show notes and the images and and anything pertaining, you know, the audio, uh, subscribe buttons, anything pertaining to that content. uh, I laid it out the way that I wanted. I put together the episodes page and a sponsor page and a contact page and things like that. So that's that's how I put together the site. It was pretty uh, bare bones when I first launched it, right? I just I didn't want to spend a whole lot of time putting this site together if I decided like a month in that I, I didn't like it. Uh, so that was how I built version one of the website. As far as putting together the episodes and how I built those, when I first started out, I just reached out to my friends, especially the people I'd already spoken to. And I said, hey, do you want to be on a new podcast I'm starting? I made a list of people that I would love to talk to. And I said, hey, uh, I'm starting this new podcast. Do you think that it's something you'd want to be on? Uh, And my first five guests were amazing. Jason Coleman, Rebecca Gill, Brian Cogsgaard, Corey Miller, and Carrie Dills. Uh, They came on, no questions asked. They were just like, yeah, I'd love to come on the show for you. Really appreciate you asking. Uh, And it was a very manual process. What time works for you? Let's get on Skype and I'll record it. Uh, If you could record your side of the audio, that would be good. And I would collect it all. Uh, That process evolved a little bit because I added Calendly. So I would just say, hey, pick a time that works for you here. We don't have to figure out time zones. Calendly will already do that. And then it sends them uh, a link to some guest notes, some things that each guest should know and how we'll talk and then a calendar invite. So all of that is taken care of with Calendly. That was maybe the best addition to my process that I made for a long time. When we got together and recorded the audio, I used... At first, I was just using like QuickTime to record my audio, and I asked my guest to do the same. Uh, then I wanted to make sure I had a redundant backup, so I was using Skype at the time, and I used Skype and a program called Ecamm Recorder to make sure that it recorded both my audio 
and my guest's audio in two separate tracks that then can be combined later. I still asked my guests to record their side of the audio, though. And that's because if we get into a situation where maybe the internet uh, gets bad on either end, their voice gets like robot-y, right? Like you get like that. It's hard to understand them. And I, I wanted to have the best possible audio quality. So I had them record their side of the audio. I wanted the full uncompressed version and then I would combine them. And speaking of, I did the editing for the first few episodes and that was the most time consuming part. If it was a half hour episode, it would take me a couple of hours to edit the audio. And I thought, well, this is just a learning curve. And then I realized like, no, I have to listen to the whole episode. I have to cut things out. I need to process the audio. I need to add the bumpers and stuff like that. I would intro and I would do the intro and outro separately, right? Because uh, I wanted to kind of recap the episode. That was another evolution in the format of the show. But I used GarageBand to do all that. And GarageBand is a nice program, but it took a lot of work. And so that was the first thing that I wanted to cut out as far as me doing it. And if we're talking about how I built this whole podcast, then I want to talk a little bit about the automations that I've built over, especially the last year, to put my show on autopilot a little bit and uh, take up less of my own time. Because then I could focus on researching the guests and asking the right questions and promoting it properly and just putting together the best possible content and allowing other people to play to their strength to make this the best possible show. And so I have two big automations set up that I've built for the podcast. And the first has to do with scheduling. I mentioned Calendly and Calendly does a really great job of taking the headache out of scheduling with another person. Again, especially if they're in another time zone. So I use Calendly. And when somebody schedules an appointment, I trigger a Zap in Zapier to create a Zoom call. So uh, another evolution is that I'm using Zoom now instead of Skype. Most of my guests, it turns out, prefer Zoom to Skype. I got a lot of, oh, I haven't used, like, this is the first time I'm using Skype in years. Sorry. And I just wanted to take the headache out of that. And so I use Zoom. If a guest, uh, not requires, but requests Skype, I will gladly do that. But Zoom has been pretty smooth so far for most of my guests who already use Zoom. So the automation goes from Calendly. It sets up a Zoom call. It updates the Google event calendar or the Google calendar event to include the new Zoom URL and the guest notes uh, that the uh, guest should read over before coming on the show. And then it also creates a new note in Evernote with all of the information the guest filled out from the Calendly, as well as headings for each question. That makes it very easy for me to take notes during the show and like good notes during the show that I can then pass off to my transcriber. And this is where the second big automation comes in. So. I record the episode, I save both my side of the audio and the guest side of the audio. 
When I do that, I have an app running on my Mac called Hazel. So Hazel will clean up the desktop uh, and it'll take those files and it'll move them into a folder in Dropbox called Needs Editing. I add the intro and outro, the sponsor spots all separately, as well as the intro and outro music. And when a new folder for an episode is complete, Zapier triggers an email and it gets sent to my editor. So it says, hey, there's a new folder in Dropbox that needs to be edited. He then edits them and puts the episode into a folder in that same Dropbox area called Needs Transcribing. My transcriber gets the episode or, or a notification for the episode, and now she can transcribe it. The name matches a note in this Evernote notebook that we both have access to. And so now she can put together a good transcript with all of the terms I've used, and she puts together the show notes for me. So I've set up these automations. I show up and record the show, and then I do add everything to WordPress. I like doing that because it, it now feels like I'm shipping the next episode. But from the time I save the audio to the time I need to add it to WordPress, I don't touch the show at all. I have automations doing that for me. And that has saved me a ton of time. So that's how I built out some of the automations. I want to improve the process a little bit, uh, which I'll talk about later. Uh, but for the latest version of uh, the HowIBuilt.it website, I, that also went through a major redesign. So I'm using Monochrome Pro now from the Genesis framework or from StudioPress using the Genesis framework. It was my first foray into using Genesis, and I was pretty excited about it. I was able to use their hooks and things like that to really customize the experience for the content. And so uh, I've made the episodes easily consumable. I've put the sponsors in a more visible area for each episode, and I have included the transcripts in such a way that it doesn't like blow up uh, my listeners' podcast feeds. So you can click to read the transcript if you want. And if somebody is reading the transcript on the website and they want to follow along, the audio is included there too. The other major thing that I added since is, well, there's two major things actually. Uh, one is a custom plugin that I built on top of PowerPress. And that creates a custom post type for me to add sponsors and associate those sponsors with episodes. And then the same thing for transcripts. I added transcripts around season three or four uh, as soon as it was not financially prohibitive for me to do so. Uh, and I'm working on the back catalog, but I'm very excited that I'm able to have transcripts uh, kind of per episode moving forward. And so I can associate sponsors and transcripts with an episode. So they're all separate in the WordPress backend, uh, but the user or the listener sees them all nice in one place. I also used SearchWP to associate uh, the transcript text with an episode. So if you go to my website, howibuilt.it, and search for a term, if that term exists in the transcript, that episode will show up. I'm really excited about that. And I do have a video on how I put all of this together that I will link in the show notes for this episode. It'll be howibuilt.it slash 100. So that is the latest version of the website. 
Uh, as far as the latest version of the, well, I talked a, a bit about the latest version of the process. So uh, that's kind of how I built the whole show uh, with the automations, with the theme and things like that. And I know we're coming up, I'm watching, we're coming up on time here. And so um, I've talked a little bit about the evolutions, right? How, how has the show changed? I've added transcripts. I've improved my process. I don't just start with the sponsor spot now. I actually give you a recap of what we talk about and what to look for. And then I talk about the sponsors. I've added a, a mid-roll spot for the sponsors. And I've added an outro. And the overall production quality has improved because of my new equipment and because of this new process where somebody else is editing the episode and not me. So I'm really excited about that. As far as my plans for the future go, well, uh, I want some more automations. I want to make it so that I don't have to upload the episode to Libsyn anymore. So either my editor can do that, my transcriber can do that, or I maybe I can kick off a zap uh, on Zapier where when a file with a certain name hits a folder, it automatically gets uploaded to Libsyn. I don't know if that's possible, but it's something that I want to try. Uh, I also want to experiment with episode formats a little bit. This is the first episode where I'm just talking directly to you and there's no guest. If you like it, let me know and I'll do more like that. Uh, or if you're like, hey, uh, you're great, but I prefer listening to somebody else most of the time. Uh, let me know that too. Interviews definitely aren't going away. And I have a lot of really great ones scheduled for season six. Uh, I also want to try to improve engagement. So these are my plans for the future. Uh, and lastly, I'm thinking about maybe doing away with the uh, the seasons and maybe just taking a couple of breaks, right? So like over the holidays, maybe I'll take a break. Uh, over the summer, I'll take like a two-week break. But uh, I, I'm at a point now where I have enough content to fill pretty much a whole year. And I love doing the show and I want to keep doing that. So I want to get ahead of the curve. I want to experiment with episodes. I want to improve engagement. Those are my plans for the future, season six and onward. So uh, to improve engagement, I would love if you just reached out to me and let me know, ask me questions uh, or make suggestions. I want to know what you, the listeners, are thinking. Uh, and then there's the trade secret. My favorite part of every episode is asking this because every guest responds the same way. They go, trade secret. And they think about it for a little while. And I knew I was going to ask myself this. So I thought about it before uh, we started recording. Or I started recording. And my trade secret is this. Starting a podcast is more time consuming than I thought it would be. But it's not hard necessarily. Yes, it takes time. Yes, there are things that you need to know. But if you're comfortable speaking to another person or speaking in front of a microphone, you should give it a try. I have more fun doing my podcasts than I do anything else. If I could be a full-time podcaster, I would strongly consider it. I mean, I love creating my online courses, but getting to interact with people and uh, talking to the listeners, talking to the guests, working with sponsors has been the most fun. I consider myself incredibly lucky that this podcast has taken off 
the way it has. And I have you to thank and I have my guests and my sponsors to thank. And yes, I know I put a lot of work into the show, but that work is uh, maybe secondary to the reception that it's gotten, to the support I've gotten from other people. If I haven't gotten the support from you and the guests and the sponsors, it would have been very hard to put in that work. So I'm grateful that I'm able to create something that gets downloaded 5,000 times an episode, 40,000 times over the course of a month. And uh, I want you to experience that joy too. So uh, my trade secret for you is start podcasting today. It's time consuming, but it's super rewarding as most rewarding things are time consuming. So uh, I would strongly recommend you do that. If you want to know anything else about this show, reach out to me. I know I I did get one question. uh, How much does it cost to produce an episode? And I have found some really great people on Fiverr to work with and they do fantastic work. So it costs maybe $60 an episode, uh, maybe $70 an episode, and that's to get it edited and transcribed. I'm again, I'm super lucky that I found such great people to work with. So if you have any questions about podcasting, uh, please, please reach out. Um, And again, thank you so much for listening to 100 episodes. Uh, I appreciate you for doing so. Uh, And so that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. I hope that it was illuminating. I hope that maybe you got some questions answered. I hope that you got ideas for how to start your podcast. Or if you have a podcast, things you can do to improve your podcast if you think it needs improvement. Uh, My question of the week for you is, uh, why haven't you started your podcast if you haven't? Let me know. Uh, email me, joe at howibuilt.it, or reach out to Twitter on jcasabona, and uh, let me know, and I'll give you a pep talk to uh, help you. Uh, thanks so much again to our sponsor, Pantheon. Uh, definitely check out the things they're doing. Gutenberg and WordPress 5.0 are coming, and they have resources that will help you. That's over at pantheon.io slash Gutenberg. So, Uh, That's, let's see, the recap, the sponsor spot, the question of the week. If you want to talk with other people who are answering the question of the week, join the Facebook community over at howibuilt.it slash Facebook. Uh, And if you have your show, but you need a great website, head over to howibuilt.it slash course, and you can find my newly launched podcast website course, build your podcast website in three days. Thanks so much for joining me for episode 100. If you like the show, make sure to give it a rating or a review over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's one of the big reasons uh, the show has grown is because people are rating and reviewing it and it's getting uh, listed in the top 50 episodes consistently. Uh, Another thing that I'm super appreciative of. So uh, thanks so much for joining me. And until next time, get out there and build something.